This is the Jay Che Show, brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Let's begin. Got a fist away. Yeah. Uh, Jay Che Show, episode 140. Gotta be 140 now. Right. Here with Con Ellis and Jason. No, Con O'Leary and yeah. Jason Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like Con Ellis. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. We're a I was, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about uh, that Oscar shit that went down <laughs> with um, Will Smith mm-hmm. slaps Chris Rock over a joke that was like a wasn't even bad. I, I thought it was pretty embarrassing on Will Smith's part. I mean, like, super embarrassing. You talk about thin skin. And it's like Chris Rock's a comedian. Yeah, I mean he's gonna say it, some stuff every now and again. And they always do that at the Oscars. They make fun of everybody, right? Like, why does she get a pass? Yeah, you know. And the group thing we were talking about on the way here is like that has made like the meme game, you know, for the next probably six months easily. You know, like just everybody's got all this content, and it's just that one picture, which is, I mean, I thought it was. I mean, part of me wanted to uh, say that that was like staged, but that was not staged. I don't think that was staged. It looked staged in the beginning, and then all the fallout. Because how he handled it. All the fallout, you're like, oh, my God, that was real. Yeah. <laughs> like, how he, how Chris Rock handled that, like, made made me, I mean, he could have gone the other way and just, like, fought Will Smith on national television. I mean, or he could have just flamed him right after he sat down about all Jada Pinkett's crazy ass shit. Right, right, right. Or yeah. he could have, yeah, gone super deep. One, it was to me. Jokes. It's like this is like the stage for Hollywood, like super classy, like black tie. Everyone's dressed in yeah, the nines, black tie event, and people are slapping each other. And it's like, what? Well, what is this now? <laughs> yeah, know? I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Will is obviously compromised emotionally in some way. There's like there's something going on with that guy. Yeah, you know, like when I see his social media stuff, and I just look at look at his eyes, I'm like, hmm, kind of all over the place. What is crazy? He won Best Actor ten minutes later. Yeah, <laughs> not like some also ran. It's like, hey, let me get in the spotlight. You know, it's like you won Best Actor ten minutes later after slapping the host. It was, it was I thought it was surreal. Like, I thought it was a stunt and like, and a poorly advised one. And then afterwards, see, reading all the fallout, you're like, oh man, that was real. And you know, just all the celebrities weighing in on it. And it's, I thought it was embarrassing and you know, super embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. and it's Chris Rock. He's known to tell a joke or two. I mean, it's also like that big. I mean, he's Chris <laughs> yeah, Rock he's is not a, he's, big a, he's, dude. A, he's a skinny dude, and Chris uh, Will Smith's a big dude. He's a big, you dude. know. And so, I mean, yeah, I don't know how well the fight would have gone had he chosen to go that way. It would have been pretty. <laughs> ugly. <laughs> it would have been ugly. But but the, but now Chris has material. At, oh, that's for a long time. Well, he ate it. He ate it and kept on going. You right. know. So yeah. it reminds me, like back in the Super Bowl when uh, Richard Sherman, not the Super Bowl, the playoffs when Richard Sherman got punched by Trent Williams, Trent Silverback Williams. Uh-huh. And Richard Sherman runs his mouth, and he's a little cornerback. Trent Williams is one of the biggest dudes on the planet. And Richard Sherman ate it, you know, mm. which I think, you know, you get a little bit of respect for it, but you also got slapped on national television on one of the bigger nights of the year. So it's like... Right. But I think I think Chris Rock's a big enough adult to just use yeah. it use he's it been for there. stuff. I mean, yeah. he's he's been there, done that. He's had, you know, controversy around him and a lot of stuff... You know, thrown at him all his life, so it's like, 
is just another one of these things. Right, right? like you and said. And just I'm, use it for I'm for curious fuel. to see the material that comes in the next oh, year. Oh, yes. And I love Chris Rock, man. I love his and stand-up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, and he said it, the side comment that I liked the best, he was like, you all just witnessed the greatest moment in television history. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he, like, said right. so, he was like, said yeah. something like, after yeah. he, the shock and stepped back and thought for a second, that was he said. I mean, to have the wherewithal well, to say that. You all just saw yeah. one of the, you all just saw one of the greatest moments in television history. Right. Or something like that. I was like, I was like infamous moments. Yeah, yeah I, I can't yeah. remember the I think exact he, I language. Think he said but, that. I think yeah. he said greatest moments, and I was like, mm, I don't know about great. <laughs> right. Yeah, not, not great, but yeah. definitely like you're going to be, you're going to remember that forever. Yeah, right, and I right, imagine yeah. like the Oscars themselves, they had to have been like, what's going on? And uh, Barrett brought up a good point. He's like, I mean, people are still talking about it. Yeah, we're I, talking about it right now. I haven't yeah. watched the Oscars since Saving Private Ryan lost to Shakespeare in Love. Mm. I remember sitting down there and watching that be like, dead to me forever. <laughs> Out. <laughs> and it's been not relevant since. So I'm like, peace, I don't care. When I lived in L.A., it was, you know, to watch the Oscars, like, that was, like, an event. That was a yeah. real thing. But here, you know, right. anywhere else. What if, what if it were Ray Fiennes instead of Joseph Fiennes in the movie, though? <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, be hilarious. I just, that was the greatest war movie ever made. And I was younger, and I was going into the military, and I, like, I was just mesmerized by that film. And yeah. I'd say Shakespeare in Love was a bad movie. No, it was a bad movie. But no one, nice talks, about, no one yeah. talks about it now. Right. Whereas Saving Private Ryan is, like, Probably Still the, one of the best war movies to have ever right. been made. Yeah. And I can see like why they went that way. But now it just seems it's all political, you know, and it's like they're not even watching movies anymore. They're just like playing identity politics with movies. Like the amount of flack that Anthony Hopkins got last year for winning. I was like, he was just in the movie. He didn't do anything else. Like, right. why, why, what, what did he do? Why is he getting he shit? Just, he, <laughs> just got, he was just an actor. Yeah. He was right. doing his thing. What was yeah. that for? So he won over Chadwick Boseman. Oh, and right. Poseman had just passed. Right. And people were like getting mad at Anthony Hopkins because he won. And he's like, he wasn't even there. You know? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that was. Damn, this, I'm surprised that you actually follow this. I do, I, I'm on the internet quite a bit, you know? And so <laughs> I, I, I read that stuff. I have stuff. no idea. I, I'm, I actually would be the guy that didn't even know about the Chris Rock thing if it hadn't have like right. oddly popped up at the right moment. Yeah. That the next morning on Instagram, you're like, what the hell happened? What, what's? And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I didn't watch the Oscars yeah, live yeah, or anything. Yeah. It was just, you know, after mm-hmm. the fact. Right. But but he uh, did uh, make a public apology on his Instagram to Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. He had to. Just like any, yeah, any PR he move, had he had yeah. to because he was, he was 110% in the wrong. Right. I mean, if your wife can't take a joke, like, let her deal with it. You know, she's not yeah, a, she's, she's a grown ass lady. She's not an invalid, you know. Yeah, she could have blasted him anytime she wanted to. And it to. wasn't a bad joke. It was the most tame joke I've ever heard somebody get mad at. Like, she got a shaved head, GI Jane too. Like, you can get mad about that. How can you, you be mad about yeah. GI Jane? Was a great movie too. I enjoyed it. I mean, she's. It didn't. It, went, it was up for an Oscar at least when it was. Right. However, to many me, years more. Ago. You know, yeah. with the shaved head, doing well, that movie, man, she was hot. It wasn't like he made jokes about her banging all these rappers and you know yeah. still being with Will Smith, which yeah. I think would have been all right, right. That's a little inappropriate. It's like, weren't it's weren't like there a, a lot of digs? Somebody was telling me that people were making a lot of. Digs. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't Chris digs. Rock. It was. They still are, yeah. It was the female. The female presenters were making it. Mm. You know, Will Smith ain't slapping them. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was. He was laughing. And then he looked over and saw his wife, who wasn't laughing. And I think she said, "I, I, we're, I, I can't, you know, don't quote me on it." I think she said something like, "Oh, this is that, that's not funny." And then that's when he, you know, switched gears and got up and slapped him. 
She and she's got I she's guess got the health. She got alopecia, which yeah. But she looks good. It's not like she looks like a troll. Like she looks great with the shaved what is it? head. Alopecia? What is that? I don't it's even know what that is. Hair. Gro- yeah, it has. To, is this hair loss? Hair loss and hair growth. Yeah, yeah. I think you get like patchy something right. spots. Yeah. Yeah. But she looked amazing. But also, I don't know that the. I wonder if Chris Rock even knew that when the joke was made or written. I don't. So know. I don't think it was him making fun of her health. I but think it was that's where they took it a little more personal. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I just you know I under, I get you understand sticking up for your lady, but you resorted to violence, right? You well, resorted to violence, and he's a big dude. I've I've slapped a couple people, and if you you're a big dude and you hit him, like you can hurt him. It's like one of those slap con- you ever those, yeah. those slap contest mm. things, right? Where like the <laughs> like ultimate slap fighting championship yeah. or whatever. Well, the hell. And it wasn't like a dueling slap. It was no, like that a was full a on straight on slap. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like borderline karate yeah. chop, kind of. So you get him the right way, like you knocked his ass out. And yeah, <laughs> man. That That's a bigger oof. deal. But Anyway, um, man, you guys are rocking and rolling. Trying. With the man. restaurants, with the with the bar. It's going, it's going you know? really good. Cobb and Pen, Rec Room, Good Time. What else is going on? We got You guys have enough on your plate? Don't tell me there's going to be another thing happening. <laughs> we got we got projects. We've been approached by some people and it's just a good time to be in Lakeland or in Polk County in general. And so we're we're talking to certain people about doing certain things, but you know, I think that we talked about this right before we came on is like having people in place that allows you to even have those conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and we have we have an amazing team that we've developed, you know, through Cobb and Penn Good Time to Rec Room that you know, it's allowed us to kind of think a little bit bigger and think about other projects. But without them, we would be five days a week in the store, you know, oh, yeah. cooking, taking orders. Yeah. And so we came out of, you know, COVID in a, in a good spot. And it's pretty much all because of them. Right. You know, because I remember pre-COVID when you guys had Rec Room up, it was like, mm, there was some uncertainty. Well, people, I was like, why, would, second, you op- why right? would you open a bar during well, a pandemic? I think it was, yeah, just like, are we going to be able to get it open? Yeah, and, we then, and then COVID happened. They're like, was even more like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't yeah. get any of those PPP loans there, you know, and yeah. we we wanted to open in March, and the shutdown, I think, was in February. Right. And so it really put us behind the eight ball as far as construction. But, uh, I mean, I think we immediately filled the niche kind of like Swan Brewing did when they opened up. That when we finally got rolling and opening, people were like, "Yes, this is something that, you know, we kind of we kind of wanted around downtown, because it wasn't really focused around alcohol." Yeah, you know, and so yeah, now it's the now it's like the the, the hangout, especially for yeah, like we're the actually crowd. that is something we have, and you know, we're kind of the guys that we always sit around and brainstorm or talk, dream, like, what if we did this? What about that? What about here? What it's you know, doesn't always stick or doesn't always turn into something, but we always talk about it. And then we're getting connected with a lot of great people in town that want to talk to us about what they'd like to do, or if we'd like to help with something or do something. And, you know, we're, we always kind of entertain that stuff. Right. And then, but you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's a lot, a lot of it turns out to be talk. Sure. But you know, sure, sure. so, uh, but rec room, yes, just like you said, I mean, now we're up against a, an issue of space we're actually going to start expanding on that so you gonna expand um, the record mm-hmm. yeah so when we originally had the sp- space um lakeland live was next door to us and we purposely didn't build out 
about 1,500 square feet behind us, used it for offices, simply like, hey, let's make sure this is going to work. You know, the construction on 4,000 square feet or whatever, whatever it is is enough, and let's figure this out and see how it goes and subsidize some rent with a sub, couple subleases. Um, and then now it's, yeah, space is an issue. So now I think the plan is moved back. And then we are actually the leaseholders for where Lakeland Live was. Mm-hmm. So eventually move to the side. Yeah. But we kind of want to like slow. Do it in stages. Right. Do it in stages. Let's see what's working, how it's working, uh, all that stuff. So being open now has given us a chance to be like, oh, these are what works. These are the games yeah. that work. These are the things that work. Now we just need a little more space to fill it, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully. You know, some of the demographics that don't love after 1030 or 11 when it's when it's packed, you know, and and stuff like that will be like, oh, but now there's a little more breathing room. There's some more space that's set away from sort of like the the like crazy bar Bar, area and like, you know, and we could kind of like play on that. What are uh, what are some of the things that have that surprised you about having rec room? I think the biggest one was the response from florida southern you know i think they have been great customers of ours especially booing that late night business um but i think we were we were expecting kind of like a mixed crowd all ages and then you know the the biggest crowd that has been the super most loyal crowd has been florida southern and so you know friday saturday nights they're in there having fun playing games they want to party, man. They're kids. Well, right. and utilizing you know? the space, which I think lends itself more to, you know, that kind of crowd where, like, hey, let's go shoot some baskets for a second. Hey, let's go play ski ball. Let's go outside and, you know, chill for a second. And I think that's what we're going to emphasize on the expansion is basketball, ski ball, hoops, darts, you know, the activity games, the games you can, like, watch, kind of be around. Like, if you're playing right. Street Fighter, like, you can't even see the screen. So I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't care if, like, you know, I, I can watch it, but – you know, basketball, like people challenge each other. Like, I mean, the one thing I think that, and we don't really make any money on it, but ping pong. Mm-hmm. We had the golf mm-hmm. sooner than it was a disaster. We, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Because that was a big Didn't deal work. to you guys. <laughs> we, you know, and you put some emphasis on that. Lofty expectations and poor execution. We went up to uh, uh, the back nine. Uh, great people run that place and saw what an actual commercial golf sooner looks like. And it was night and day. This is for your house, to, for you to hit a couple right. balls for an hour. And we wanted to use it for heavy commercial use with a young audience. And it was a nightmare. Mm, and so yeah. we realized, like, hey, this is not going to work. Yanked it out. We're like, hey, what should we do? And Ellis was like, what about ping pong? I'm like, I don't play ping pong. So I'm like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's crushed. There's a bar I used to go to that in the back had almost like champagne room kind of lighting. <laughs> ping pong room, ping pong really? room. and. There's a table back there, and we used to hang out back there all the time and play. And yeah, you know, we when we originally thought golf simulator, there really wasn't back nine and the other places and stuff like that. And then, but partway through construction and then COVID delay, now we're like, oh great, now there's two more places, mm. and they're devoted to that. So they dropped, they drop, you know, six figures per room. We dropped. Five, you know, we were like low five, like, yeah. hey, well, this is a, hey, we, this is a twenty thousand dollar project for us, or something like that. Like, right, right. Whereas for them, they're talking, you know, probably close to hundred. Yeah. You know, and that just you can totally see the difference. And I think pretty early on, we were like, 
that didn't work. We're not that place. Let's let these places that are doing it really well, Mm -hmm. like have that, have that. Let's figure out what we have. Right. You know what I mean? And and I mean, that, that, you know, that's like a bit of a pivot moment. Right. So like, you know, you, you thought that the, the assumption going into it was that everybody would be able to come here and have fun. But now that, you know, now that things are panning out, you're like, well, it's, right. more of a younger it's, it's also like being in, in our position for a while. I mean, we've been in the bars for 16 years, been, you know, probably business owners for about five is not being like so stubborn or ego driven to be like, this can work. This can work. It's like, well, it says, it says who, like based on what track record is not working now, what are we going to do to make it work? And there was nothing. So it's like, Hey, let's plan B, you know, scrap it, you know, good idea. You know, whether it's poor execution or just, you know, didn't materialize and spending $600 and putting a ping pong table in there has been amazing mm-hmm. because it's a focal point. You can see through it, interactive, right. you know, but yeah. it keeps people there. You know, mm-hmm. and so even if we give the paddles out for free and it, but it keeps people there, keeps people drinking, keeps people like actively engaged. And, you know, oh. it'd be just, 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 a, just a, a small idea. But if you had uh, like almost like bleacher seating, around the yeah. ping pong tables yeah yeah <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah agreed like yeah. have this mini well, bleachers yeah. kind of come up like the four expansion tiers. does put more seats around it because yeah. we have realized that too because there's only like six or eight stools around it four and or a five scoreboard. people will sit down and yeah and like <laughs> play you know well, and then, then, you yeah, mean, that, yeah yeah like a little light up thing right you can play talk shit you know exactly. and like, it, it, get, it gets about. intense in there sometimes right and i'm my mother beat me so i don't ever go back in that <laughs> i don't ever go back in that room so but some people are really good yeah. like we have an in-house ringer named maddie who's really good and there's a couple of people come in and like you can tell they've been playing their whole lives right mm-hmm. you know and so but stuff like that that's, and they also want the king they want to yeah they want to challenge they'll be like hey like give me maddie's that like guy that's like yeah yeah maddie's working he can't come right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i love it man it's that's fun great. It's, it's been yeah. fun I got a ping pong table at uh, my studio at the house, and, and uh, you know, I hardly ever play. But yeah, but yeah, I need to I need to start sharpening up a bit. Get well, phases for me. And, it and, comes and, goes. and for us, it's just it's something that's a little bit nostalgic, and two, it's like you can have a beer play, let your your buddies play. But as opposed to the arcade games, which at the house now, like in my house, I got like a seventy-seven inch LCD screen with a PS Five. I don't like back in the day when you were young. You went to the arcade to see these cool graphics. That's right. Now it's better at your house. It is better at the house. But yeah. I don't have seven or eight friends just waiting around waiting to play ping pong or basketball or you know. So that's why you go out to these bars, and that's what we've like are trying to capitalize on because mm-hmm. you know that's been you know for us is the main revenue generator, and it just makes the place more fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, guys. Uh, I mean, it really. I mean, you guys work terrifically hard to to make you know all the spots happen. Right, Cobb and Penn still fantastic, great. That's, right. Yeah, food's there, even never been better. Growth there has know? been amazing. Yeah, getting Jason uh, over from Red Door a few years ago just yeah. really elevated it, adding liquor, which is something we always wanted to do. Just mm-hmm. that's like know. a no duh moment, right? I mean, that's yeah, one of those things. Like, yeah, and yeah. I don't. We were never really opposed to it, but when the initial concept was like, "Hey, bar, we're bar with some food," and that's changed now to like we're a restaurant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then adding liquor, I think, gave us the comprehensive, you know grab for everybody because one the one line that we haven't crossed and i don't think we ever will was like putting on the big domestic beers like we don't have bud light heineken you know miller light we have how does that change things because if you're a bud light or miller light drinker you probably like little jack daniels which we do have you know so we started out as a craft beer bar it's kind of like 
you know, when Richard Sherpy was involved and kind of like an ode and nod to him is that we haven't really compromised in that aspect. Mm-hmm. I think if we did, I mean, we'd make more money hundred percent if we put Bud Light on, but it's makes everything around it suffer. You know, it's kind of like if I have a Bud Light or a craft lager, I'm going to get the Bud Light. The lager is just going to sit there and languish and probably go, you know, not as great uh, as it should I be. I get what you're saying. So okay. when you have too many options, like we don't have White Claws, we don't have High Noons because, you know, everything else suffers around it. And so focusing on craft cocktails, good liquor, good wine, good beer, where we could compromise and be like, hey, let's just Budweiser, Bud Light, Ultra. But that would immediately be the revenue, the number one revenue generator, and everything else would kind of, you right. know, right. not be great. Okay. And luckily, we have like Shelby. Shelby's five years, a couple of days ago. Yeah, she's our GM there and loves beer, and so the perfect person to like push that kind of you know really good craft beer atmosphere because you know we had someone in the past that didn't care at all about beer, and you could tell you mm-hmm. know like he would buy stuff that was on sale that wasn't good. It just got didn't m- have a passion for it, right? And yeah. I think if you're going to be into beer, like, and beer is massive and like kind of almost too big right now. Is she really focuses it down? So I think her and Jason, like, work really well together, and they, you know, have put out a project, Cobb and Pen, that has allowed us to be kind of hands off and not right. worry, mm-hmm. which, yeah. which is invaluable. You guys seem like you guys get along really good. Yeah, me and him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. Mean, we've known each other since oh four or five. Yeah. At least. Right. I mean, yeah. it, and it's hard you know, being friends and, and having a business. Friends and business partners. Yeah. yeah. We've lost a you know, couple over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, you know, not necessarily like here recently, but, you know, in in the past, you know, and then, you know, even, you know, even Richard, who started the place with us when he was like, I, I don't enjoy this. I want to get out. And mm. I said, hey, man, you're, you're my you're my best friend. I hear you. Let, let's figure that out. Let's get you out. You know, but when you dissolve stuff, it's just never, yeah. it's never easy, no matter what. Right. Because there's got to be like, you know, there's got to be, you guys got to be in sync with each other. Right. You know, and there's still a, bit, a business right? and there's other partners that have a say and there's investors and, and people like that. And, yeah. you know, because, because I mean, how many s- stories do you know of friends starting a restaurant or starting, an, you know, mm-hmm. a food establishment of, or, you know, beverage establishment of some kind and it just going south. Right. And then they hate each other's guts. Well, I think we have a great kind of way it shakes down, too, is like I'm more of like an in the streets, behind the bar, hands on staff. And not that he can't do it, but he's really excelled at kind of consolidating the books, financials, margins, stuff like that, which to me is I probably could do it, but it would I wouldn't do it as well as him. And I would hate it and probably screw it up, you know, and so it's it's nice because usually what where that friction comes from is somebody doesn't think the other person's pulling their weight. You know, and either getting paid too much or I'm not getting paid enough, you know, and I think we have a great working group where we all excel at everything, but certain people have kind of fallen into their kind of niche comfortable roles where I'm not being like, man, Ellis is just sitting at the house, you know, playing on his computer. He's like, I'm at the house doing all your taxes and payroll. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right on. All right. Thanks. And so that's, you know, that's where I think there is quite a bit of mutual respect, but also like, you know, I don't think our personalities. They, they gel really well, you know. I don't think any of us takes it, each other too seriously, you know. there's I don't think any of it's ego-driven. And if we do have certain things, I think we've learned to compromise. Like, if you see someone's like, hey, I want to do this. This is important to me. If it's not that important to me, I don't have that thin skin to be like, well, I'm going to make it important to me just to, you know, poke <laughs> right, you. Right, yeah, know? yeah, to rib you, yeah. Yeah, I think we definitely 
we have a, a, a third partner as well. And he's, you know, yeah, we're all really good at, I think Con nailed it too, that we just step aside. I know we, we've learned what each person's good at and also where their passions are and sort of to step aside and let them do that. And to know that no, like none of us are ever going to do something intentionally to put the business at like like to do harm to the business right so even if you know i want the you know i want the garfield coffee mugs and he wants something else or whatever like it's you know there's no and then i think like he said too perfectly we realize when we are arguing i think we realize pretty quickly how passionate somebody is about their point and then i think we're pretty good about stepping back and going do I really care about this or also like, does it matter? Like, does it matter? Like mm. if this is what, if he feels this passionately about what he's wanting to do there, well, I'm not in there doing it every day. I should let him do his thing, do his thing. Right. right? So, so yeah, I think we realize that pretty good. And then, yeah, I agree. Like pretty thin skin. And also like, we don't have a problem saying like eventually that upset me or you know what i mean like i'm upset about this or this bothered me like even if it takes a few weeks like i'm the kind of guy that like if it bothers me a few weeks later i gotta go talk to you if it rolls off my back in a couple days it wasn't really a big deal so i don't don't really dwell on it and our other business partner ripley he's like 10 minutes later if he's (laughs) he's not bothered yeah i i mean 10 it could be yeah it'll be something that i would it'd be something that i had to realize later on for like weeks and then he was like, oh, dude, that was, I, I don't even, you know, like. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. like 10 minutes later, he's like. That's a very nice trait you know, to have. With you. Yeah. And hanging. Because I mean, you could, yeah, you, you right. dwell on oh, stuff. Oh, it gets intense. You know? And you that's know, where it can again, like, but. it can like fester and it can be like, right. man, yeah. he doesn't respect me. He thinks my dudes are shit. Right. He blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and I'm like, yeah. hey, what's up, Ellis? Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a great skit by Key and Peele uh, with the texting, you know, and just tone oh, and yeah. stuff like this. And. <laughs> Where you might think like, oh man, he hates me, hates my ideas, and he's already moved on. You know, mm-hmm. he just, hey, like this was my opinion. I don't really care. Do whatever you want, but mm-hmm. here it is. But in your mind, you're like, you know, just looking at him, staring diaries, like, right. This partnership is over. Yeah, the yeah, ego thing is tough. Yeah, and I don't think either of us are super ego driven. More of like, I'm probably a little more sensitive. They let things go a lot quicker, and I've realized a few years in, like eventually I just have to go and say like, Hey, I have a feeling this wasn't a big deal to you or Hey, is, was this a big deal to you? Like, where did this come from or whatever? Right. You need some confirmation. Right. And and then that helps me go, Oh shoot. I was worried about nothing for however long or, you know, however it goes, but yeah. When also being successful, I do think immediately like mediates a lot of that, you know, when like when you're, when you're you're struggling and like, we probably had some good arguments at Cobb and Penn. Well, and it was just like, you know, we all wanted to succeed. We just maybe like, and mostly with, with Richard, you know, and it was just like, Hey, like, what about doing this is like, well, that's not the vision. I was like, well, the vision isn't working. Like, could we like tinker with it, compromise, like move it around a little bit. And then, you know, but when it starts working, it's like, Hey, we did it, you know, but I, I think a lot of times when it isn't working, you know, people start to, I want to say panic, but be like, hey, let's burn it to the ground and start anew. Like, hey, well, do we need to do that? Maybe if we move some things around. And honestly, for Cobb and Pen, it was the food. You know, 
we had we were new to Polk County, and you know, I came down from Charleston. They were from Athens, and we didn't know anybody here, you know. And so we were just like, "Hey, like, why wouldn't this work?" And then when it didn't work, it's like, "Hey, what will?" And then we started modifying the menu to kind of like, give me an example of that. That's so a good one. give me give me an example sure. of what 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 you thought would have what should have worked, and it just did not. So Ellis was kind of like, you know, coming in pretty much blind, and it was like, "Hey, do food." And so I'll let him speak to that, yeah. but it was more kind of. I'd say a little more eclectic and pro- progressive menu. And I mean, for whatever reason, Lakeland was like, nope. Right. I, so I sort of, so I came in town and I thought like, oh, you know, we can do a little elevated bar menu. I thought my f- initial thought was price. I think people would like for things to be reasonably priced. And so I was like, why don't we do a, like a simple, like a la carte menu? So it would be like sides and, you know, so like maybe the bratwurst was eight bucks and potato salad was three bucks or something like that. Right. And I was like, but you could get fries or, you know what I mean? Like you could come in, you could snack. I was kind of maybe envisioning a little more like, like either single plate or like tapas, you know, like style, like things. Right. And I thought, oh, this will keep our price point on the food side low too. And it was like. And it was just, I don't know for one reason or another that didn't land. And I think people were kind of like, where are the plates? Where's the, where, and I was like, yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll put the potato salad with the bratwurst and, you know, and charge accordingly. You know what I mean? Like, and so it was just, yeah, I just kind of, we thought, you know, I thought like, oh, well, you know, everybody wants a burger, but I'll do this like cured beef and do these like cool little sliders instead. We'll do it differently. And it was like, you know, with the people they hit with, it really hit. But, you know, the that was such a minority, mm. you know, in the sense of it. They were like, well, where's the burger? So, so what was the you turning know. point then? Um, I, I mean, it was it was being in the red and being yeah. like, hey, like, <laughs> this ain't working. Well, I think, yeah, talking about it and getting to know a few people around town, you know, and – um, I think one of the turning points too is like we started like hey like let's do not a pure barbecue but doing some barbecue doing some pulled pork we had like the pulled pork tacos mm-hmm. we did a pulled pork sandwich and we saw the feedback from it you know and Gregory Fancelli from the beginning was like y'all need a burger need a burger put a burger on there like we'd put chicken tenders and so on like doing it our way like this isn't Cisco stuff we like well, make it in house but making the the and how why I think it's shaking down so well right now is like. We have burger, chicken sandwich, grilled cheese, but we also have a farro fried rice bowl. You know, we have, we let Jason, like, hey, half the menu is static because it is what it is. Like, he has pretty much free reign with the other mm-hmm. half of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can get as weird as he wants. And weird I think is good. I like that's weird. allowed well, people I think to now, be experimental, you know? Yeah, I think now we're accepted, you know, I think this is a really tough town to break into, but once you break in and get the loyalty, it's lo- it's loyal. Yeah. And I think and I think getting Jason over there and me just kind of saying, hey, first round, let's add some things, but improve on what we're already doing because the food was already on its way up mm-hmm. and then go to town, you know. And now I do think we can be way more adventurous and creative. And a lot of the, some of the menu items are. And you well, know, Jason was known for kind of being mm-hmm. on the you know, on the bold side. Definitely. To, to, to his menu. Well, yeah. When we opened up, people came in, they didn't know what to expect. You know, they showed up, they're like, what is it? I don't get it. What is right. it? You know, and so, so we, now we don't have the domestics they want. We don't have the liquor they want. <laughs> and we don't have the food, right? So we're striking, 
it's not like we yeah. hit on one and the other two they were like that's cool i'll drink this i'll trust you on this kolsch because you've got this killer burger it was like well you don't even have this and you don't even have that and it was just like okay we gotta find like you know i think even originally we didn't have any specials and i was like why aren't we doing some like daily specials? I go right. all around this town and there's something going Everyone's on somewhere. Right? right. And so I was like, let's, I was like, let's start figuring out the ways we're cool with giving. And I kind of said, look, yeah, I have an ego about the food, but let's keep the no macros and you know, let's keep supporting lo- like local and small and craft. And let's just, let's shift on food. Mm-hmm. And we actually, the scarp uh glenn and ashley scarpa and actually really the entire scarpa's serving staff for a, the longest time and still uh, some we're just not there as much in the evenings but mm-hmm. came in after work all the time and yeah. we got to know them really well and i kind of went to them and i was like have you ever like here's where we're at what do you think and they came in and sat with us one day we talked oh, about really the nice menu we talked about direction he opened up about taking the restaurant over from his dad when it was Mario's yeah. and thinking like, but I'm a great chef. I've got my things. And he was like, when I first did that, people were like, what? Mm. And he was like, but it's not the Mario's stuff. He's like, well, that was my dad's stuff. This is my stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And eventually he goes, I had to shift and compromise. And then I went back to the favorites. Yeah. And then when it was time through, started throwing in my stuff to where they would become favorites. And he kind of like, they both kind of really helped us kind of see like, hey, stick to what you're doing on this side and maybe you make a shift on this side. Right. And there was a compromise. Right. Yeah, right. there was a compromise. There. Right. Because then people, people are creatures of habit. And, right. You know, when you got an institution like that was Mario's for, you right. know, I mean, I remember being a kid going there. Right. Yeah. right. And, and then and then it's like, what the hell is Scarpa's? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, all right. Dude, this all this is good stuff, man. Yeah, this is. This I is mean, great. it's it's we, people talk about like I went to the Georgia and people talk about like oh Florida. I'm like, oh, there's no place I'd rather be, right now. Yeah, right now, to be doing the Hell stuff no. that we're doing, there's no place I'd rather be. And so, politics notwithstanding, like it's been a it's been a healthy time to be in this industry, especially, but also like you know to be thinking about growing. Whereas a lot of people, I think, in certain other cities, are just are holding on for dear life, mm-hmm. and it's like. And that's to me was the scary part of the pandemic was like somebody else can tell you, hey, like you're done 25 percent, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, well, I didn't plan for that, you know, mm-hmm. and without some of the, these, these bailout monies, like, I think I think you would have seen 50 percent or more restaurants go under. Yeah, that was saving grace for a lot of people, man. I mean, we talked about closing. We were like, hey, not closing for good, but like, hey, like, let's ride it out because we did takeout and everybody's like, oh, just do takeout. Well, like you're competing with McDonald's, uh, Burger King. That was built for that. They were built. They don't want people in the restaurant. They want people going through that takeout. Yep. You know, Chick Fil A, which is a machine, the one here on the south side. Oh, jeez, wow. And so you yeah, look at that yeah. and like, well, you just do that. And I was like, we are not built for that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And our menu doesn't translate to that. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff you get and you bring it home, you're like, nah. You yeah, know. exactly. You got to eat it right then and right. there. Yeah, yeah. And we were operating a ninety percent loss, and it's unsustainable. And we kept a lot of people on that, you know, to kind of maybe keep that core mm-hmm. group together, but. For for about two days, we were like, hey, should we just you know, yeah. shut it down for a little bit? And then got some great news from the bank, and they're like, hey, you're getting it. 100%, you're getting it. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, "Don't." I said, well, can I just close till I get the money? And they're like, I don't think they want you to do that. Dude, you should probably. Yeah. And I was like, okay. They, like, advised. They were like, look, you're gonna, you're in good, you're in a good spot. Like, mm-hmm. just, just hang in there. Give us out. a few more yeah. weeks or whatever it was. Because, yeah, we tried at first, and I was like, what's the point? 
Like, and the, the local community was great, but I mean, you can't drop $80 a night on dinner, you know, right. <laughs> every day. No. I mean, eventually like, you know, dropping $15 at McDonald's sounds pretty, pretty good, good, you know, yeah, yeah. even if the food is not that great. And so right. it was, it was something that like, it kept us afloat, but it was like long-term, it was unsustainable. Yeah. And we saw that pretty quick. And luckily we did get that loan because that allowed us to keep that core together where I think a lot of a lot of restaurants they really mm-hmm. suffered because they had to furlough either their longtime servers, some management, and when you know Tiny had them come back, they were like, "I got another yeah. job." Like I'm yeah, out. Yeah, we had good staff that hung in there. We said, "Look, here's what we got to do to make this work. If we need to create some hours somewhere, we can do that." And then, as soon as this money comes in, like you're back, like you're back, whether the business is back or not, you're back, and. We kind of stuck to it, and it was, it was we got when we first got the loan. That was when you had like so many weeks to spend it, and so I'm just like, well, we got to spend it, so let's spend it, let's spend it. And then like two weeks left, we've spent three quarters of the money. And they're like, oh, you have six more months, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and you know, business hadn't totally come back yet, and I was like, but we had to. You told us Dude, to get it forgiven. We had to. We, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, of course. And I understand that, but it was definitely a moment of like. We had, and well. you had to spend a certain percentage for payroll, <laughs> right? Right, And so yeah. I'd bring guys We're in. shelling it out. And they'd be like, oh, I cut so-and-so. Like, no, no, don't cut anybody. <laughs> Have them sit down. Like, I don't care what they do. Like, yeah. doodle just, or talk to customers, whatever. Make them organize yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'll, 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 I'll leave you guys with this. Um, guilty pleasures. Ooh. All right. Guilty pleasures. Hit, hit me with a guilty pleasure. Probably my biggest one is like just my music tastes which are you know bob seger you know very pedestrian but then like on my <laughs> on my gym list and I, okay well, <laughs> i have a lot of disney songs on there <laughs> are you serious yes so like i'll be like like slipknot will come on like uh kill switch engage and then the Moana soundtrack <laughs> and I was like, just take a little break and just listen to Moana. And That's then like, hilarious. you know, then like Lamb of God will come on. I'm like, I'm back into it, you know, and, uh-huh. and whenever another Disney thing well, someone will grab my phone and be like, Hey, let me put the gym. It's like, no, 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 get back, get back. Just put, put, put a radio song. Don't, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Yeah. Oh, so man. All right. That's good. Okay. I don't know if I've got anything quite as good as that. There's, there's quite a few on there. And I, <laughs> I'd be like, what is this? Like, Oh, I don't know. Somebody put that on there. I don't know what that is. You probably know them. You probably know what they would be over me. I got, I got one. It's and it's, it's just kind of not, not weird, but it just I, when I think of it, I think it's weird. Yeah. Is grits, right? Uh huh. Grits and uh, e- eggs over easy on top of grits with Tabasco. Oh, that sounds oh. good. Yeah, sounds great. Or like a run, like a runny yolk. Like a like the old grits. KFC balls. Does KFC do that? They might still. I don't know. They had those. Bowl. Yeah. They had those bowls for a while. I know Crystal did them too for a while. Like grits. I had no idea. This is just something eggs, I do at the cheese. house. Yeah, they like made them. They like made bowls. No kidding. Yeah. One of my other ones that's kind of food oriented is like DoorDash. Okay. Well, I'll be like at the house. I'll, let me spend twenty five dollars on myself for DoorDash and be like, yeah, where I could just go down the street and or cook for myself. Right. Yeah. But and then you look at you like how much you spend a month. You're like. Yeah, you just helped me out there. Yeah, I I definitely order like 
Carabas and Outback like to my really house. yeah I don't yeah that's guilty pleasure I wow because I shit on Carabas and Outback <laughs> all the time and here you I, are what is it I don't know what it is is there maybe it's the reliability it's the reliability right. maybe the consistency and the reliability yeah. compared to door dashing some oh it's also the rewards like every two or three meals you get like half off of like your next meal up to with like, Carabas and Outback that yeah. whole that whole group yeah that like dine rewards they have. I mean, like every third meal, I think, is like 50% what do you, what do you, off what do you or get something that like that. You still getting blooming onions and shit? I don't do that. That doesn't travel well at all. Like the fried stuff doesn't travel well at so all. So what do you get? I usually, yeah, steak, salads. Yes, yeah, stuff I could easily make, make a house or, yeah, do something else like steak, salads. Every now and then, yeah, it's usually I get like healthier sides and then get like a bigger steak or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, occasionally they'll have like a new they'll rope me in with like a new special or something, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I know the, like, I know the fried stuff doesn't travel well. Um, and then, um, Oh, dessert all the time. Cause I'll put like a tiramisu or a chocolate thing in the fridge and take like one bite a day for like two weeks. Wow. So I'll put something in there and like right before bed, like, slow burn one bite yeah, on yeah, the yeah. dessert yeah, yeah yeah so i think yeah that's well and i live in armadale so my options are like super limited yeah. so it's it's awful yeah. i got i got wawa the other day <laughs> late night and i'm like eating it like oh my god <laughs> you ever you ever stare at the pantry yes or the food the food cabinet whatever Constantly. and for like I, I i did it the other night for 10 minutes contemplating whether or not i'm really gonna have this you know, not good for you stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll do, I'll do right that. Not with, with food, but I'll do that. <laughs> I did that almost. I did it last night with uh, Netflix. I had food, and it was like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. I'm like, I don't know. I want to watch any of this stuff. And so, by the time I'd finished all my food, I still hadn't decided on a <laughs> what you want on to a watch. watch. So I was like, oh, I just wasted 15 minutes just. Yeah, just browsing. Yeah, just browsing yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have about. There's probably about. Uh, it's maybe not 20. It's 10, 10 to 20 films that I put on to go to bed ev- like every night right. and I can flip the phone down. So it's not the light sensitivity yeah, 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 thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and just turn my mind off and listen to it. But I've probably, yeah, between like groundhog day, happy Gilmore, uh, the departed, like there's probably a list of like five you know to a good 10 one? movies. I probably, if not watched, listen to them. Over just listen to it. Yeah. Cause it like lulls you to sleep hundreds of times. Master and commander. The old Russell Crowe. We were talking film. about that the other day. Movie. Have not great seen it yet. Movie. Great I would soundtrack. Have loved to have yeah. seen the sequel or another one. I have not seen that, that yet, but I hear it's great. I read a. There's a books and the the protagonist his name's Belitho. So Master Commander was written and it's written in like an older style. It's a little harder to read. Mm-hmm. The other ones were like way easier. Like just I won't say pulp, but like just much easier to understand. You know. Yeah. yeah. And just reading those books and reading like how hard that life was to be a sailor. Yeah, forget mm. that. Uh-uh. It it was. I mean, you read it like well, I'm glad I live here because getting press ganged, thrown in there, like. Mm. And the crazy thing was that I didn't realize is like, so in that warfare, all the ships are wood, and so with splinters, they would get all these splinters, and that's why I see these guys like no legs, mm. no arms, because they would fester and separate and stuff, oh. and they have to just cut them Take off. It. And oh all the doctors God. are drunks, you know, so yeah, they're not like right. you don't get like someone super qualified. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bite this. Well, the whole thing's like a little claymore. Like you're sitting like this claymore. So when the, the cannonballs hit it, these splinters go out everywhere. Oh, my God. And you're just yeah. like, oh, I didn't think about that. That sounds yeah. horrible. Horrible life. <laughs> yeah. If you like the spoof 
on that, you should watch Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max. It's like a spoof on like pirate. Oh like, no, kidding! Naval like Our yeah. Flag Means Death. Yeah, find out. Hmm. Might be worth a check. All right. Well, it's, no, it's, it's, not, it's not Master and Commander. Or anything Taika Waititi <laughs> does, I think <laughs> yeah. is is great to watch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he's he, an interesting cat. He did yeah. Jojo Rabbit, and I'm like, oh, cool. And then you watch, like, oh, this is weirdly hilarious movie about the Holocaust. And then there's certain parts of the movie you're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right, gents, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. Good always. talking to you guys as always. Yeah, much success. And uh, man, everybody knows where to find you guys. Cobb and Pen, Good Time, Rec Room. And we'll have a little trailer that's going to be done soon, bouncing around town. Nice. Yeah, nice. a little food trailer for parties or bouncing around different places. Sweet. Yeah, there's 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 certainly things on the radar. So, yeah. and we'll we'll announce them when we're ready. But the biggest thing that you know I think for us is that the record expansion yeah. is probably the next three or four months. And okay. so I think people really enjoy it. Right on, right on. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to the JJ Show. Brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline. Focus. Confidence. KarateBeyond.com Martial arts classes for men, women, and children. After school pickup, evening classes, and summer camp. Visit KarateBeyond.com